good, family? Thank you for tuning in to the newest episode of Grits in the City podcast, better known as Girls Raised in the South and the City. I'm your girl, Drea G. I'm Tasha, also known as the Black Rogue. And we are the Grits. Hey, so we back live, full effect. How are we feeling this week? I'm feeling great, actually. I'm feeling good, too. Yeah. Okay. We a long week, though. Right, yeah. We in the the throes, or and we summer's in full swing. It's so too I'm, damn hot. It gets I hot know. in New York. It's shit. hot. You know what? And people don't really realize how hot it gets in New York City. But it gets hot as fuck, and it's humid in New York City. Mm-hmm. I don't even know how. Ain't no fucking trees out here, Harley. Because y- y'all buy that body of water. Oh yeah, yeah. You, That's you why it's just like Houston. See, Dallas, we got dry heat. It ain't as bad as Houston because Houston is mm. like you be sweating and shit, girl. You go somewhere and just get all in your pores. Oh, like, so you don't fuck? feel like that in New York City, or especially? I when mean, you I go- do feel hot, but it's not. And it's when, a level. It's when a you level go under this. the subway, it's a whole different thing. True. At least in Houston, y'all got central AC and you can just get in your car. So. Shit, it's hot though. It's a little bit different, but yeah. yeah all these smelly ass people on the fucking train be pissed me off. Mm. Shit, don't make no fucking sense. You know what? I'm going to, and maybe I'll sound, but what was a big culture shock to me when I first moved here was like seeing like how like Brooklyn has this whole Hasidic like Jewish community here Mm -hmm. and like year round, like they're in full attire and it's like a top hat. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's like a jacket. It's like a vest. It's pants black. Even in the summertime they wear it. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't even know how, like kudos to y'all. My homegirl Muslim, she, uh, one of my homegirls. Oh, man. Like, I don't she know how they do it She has to either. cover up all the fucking time. It'd be, be so hot as hot. <laughs> but shit, I just can't uh, do it. I can't do it, y'all. I bet you they just be like pouring buckets of sweat, man. I be, I be naked in summertime, no clothes on, and all day. Hot girl us, summer. They looking at us like shameful. Mm-hmm. Mm. For real. I be looking at myself as shameful, <laughs> but I, then I realize it's hot. Shit, too fucking hot. You know hot. what? In the summertime recently, and it came up as a Facebook memory, I had a Jewish woman to check me in the store because of a tattoo that I have on me that was visible. So What? Here in New York? Yeah, man. Oh, hell to no. She She rolled up on me, and she a was colonizer like... rolled up on she, your ass? She, she was like, do you know what that means? I was like, yeah, and I told her, and she was like, oh, those are our wedding vows. Like, that's what they recite to one another, so... That's just a little bitch. Don't talk to me. That's why I'm like, bitch, don't talk to me. Shit. I just, you know, I gave her that nugget. Like, yeah, I do. And we just went on about our ways. But yeah, she, she did. She G checked me. And it's funny because it came up as a memory on Facebook. But anyway. So uh, what you pouring up, drinking up to this week? You know what? I'm actually going to drink up and pull up to a fellow Southerner this week. And that's going to be to Master P. Um, who dropped his I Got the Hookup 2 film in theaters. He actually brokered a deal, I want to say, with a couple of uh, theaters, a couple of hundred theaters where his movie could come to theaters and fans could, you know, see it and check it out for opening weekend. It dropped on July 12th, and that was I Got the Hookup 2. And he's like, I saw it on Instagram, he's one of the few black films or one of the black films that has the most has provided the most speaking roles um, to the actors that were on, that were a part of it. So kudos to him and what he's doing. I love it. Like I'm a big 
fan of Master P because he's just always been a progressive mm-hmm. type of leader. Yeah, and so, fun. you know, it's cool that I got the hookup. One came out, I mm-hmm. want to say, like 20 years ago. This man is just excellent. Black excellence mm. up in this bitch. Percy Miller, yeah. Yes, man, play basketball, be in the NBA. This had man his is own record label. He did a, he's going to have a cartoon next. Shit. You know what? He they they are going to have he's working on a biopic about about um No Limit Records. Oh shit. So that's going to be good too cuz I didn't be know cuz because is murder is murder C still in jail. C murder. C murder. What murder C girl, I don't bye. know shit. I'm getting old. <laughs> it's shit. C murder. He is he out. He is still in prison. Oh Lord. But they said that he did not do it. So I think he may get out on an appeal, but you know what? I just can't wait because be back in the, back in the day no Limit has so many, like, so much talent. They were, like, the first dynasty in the South. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah. So, shout out to Master P. And uh, I got the hookup, too, uh, which came out on July 12th. Be sure to go support it at your local theater where it's playing. And that's what's up. Um, for me, I'm on a drink, too, uh, with uh, Sundance Short Film Festival just mm. passing. Okay. Um, shout out to my homegirl, Maria Osler. I don't, and Maria, if I fucked up your last name, do not judge me, ma'am. But she's from Detroit, and she uh, produced and wrote a short film, her first short film, mm. while working three jobs, girl. Oh, three wow. Three jobs. That's that determination, and that's what she be needing, man. That shit is amazing. Sure. And shout out to another one of my people. Well, I don't know him personally, but I feel like I know him per- personally. Rob Hardy, um, because he's helping out minorities find jobs in film. And I just think that's amazing because, you know, right now it's a big trend. Uh, new black producers and creatives are speaking more and more about the industry. From We had Tyler Perry speak up at the BT Awards. We mm. had uh, Lena Waithe uh, call out, you know, Denzel Washington and Will Smith about funding black films. Mm. So it's like been a big, big, big shift. Yeah, shift lately. It's been like a trend lately. You know, we have your girl that she was talking about, like, I think like a couple weeks ago. You know, Miss Rhymes that she was talking about. We got her yeah. doing big things. We got Issa. She's been doing things. Issa, Issa Ray. Yeah, man. Film. Ava DuVernay. Like, it's just so many people. Yeah, it's a lot. Damn. It really you know, is a lot. Wh- well, we're, we're coming out things. the woodworks. We're coming out the woodworks. And I know that even like people like Megan Good, she's starting to direct. Wait, what the fuck? She directing. Yeah. Well, maybe that's maybe her calling. And she's getting out there. And even Holly Berry, she's doing some things. So I think Yeah, Holly Berry, yeah, she's doing Yeah, so I think that's a natural shift in progression. I don't really like that show she had on BET, though. Holly Berry show that she directed. The Boomerang. It was just, uh, it was all right. Mm -hmm. It was all right. Maybe the casting. The casting was more the issue Could have been stronger. Could have been better. But, like, you know... It just comparing to the past, the 90s, it was a recent article by the New York Times, mm. and they interviewed a couple of uh, film, big film directors and creatives in the past, in the 90s, and they were talking about how, basically, they were trying to talk about different subjects with black people and black issues, and they were trying to showcase different things, but they were, you know, they were blocked back in the day. They had a short reign, and they didn't, they weren't able to get, you know, funding, and uh, opportunities as people of color do now. So, and they had, like acquainted that to compare that to like back in the day, they didn't have social media. Now, social media. Right. It's a huge thing. 
and and even us we've talked about that in like other discussions when we're talking about the music thing back in like you know the future of is femc episode yeah you know when you didn't have social media social media changed the game so much but yeah it really did anything that you want to give a shout out for city finds to everyone yeah so the city finds for today um and that's where us grits we're putting you on to game and just things that are going on around the city or like retail uh culinary anything like that but uh this week we're gonna put you on to the hip-hop film festival okay so that's actually coming to town august 1st through the 4th so if you're in the new york city area or if you're planning to visit new york city area for the summertime that may be a good time to come or you know just something to focus your trip around or basically hit up so the hip-hop film festival and with that it's carnival season. Yeah, man. So, like, also during that same week, uh, a lot of New Yorkers are not in town. So, um, <laughs> if you want to come here and not be so crowded, well, a lot of black people are there at all the carnivals. Where are they going to the, be? They're going to be at Caravana. Yeah, in Antigua, crop, okay. crop over. Okay. And a lot of New Yorkers, they go to Canada for uh, Caravana. Yeah. So, and you, you know, can too. Move. But if you choose to come to New York City, the Hip Hop Film Festival yeah. is going on August 1st through the 4th. Yeah. Bam. So this is going to actually bring us to our G-Code segment. All right. And that's where us grits, we're giving up a cardinal rule for, you know, just to live by and to to follow and let it be a guide. So today's G-Code segment uh, cardinal rule is practice gratitude daily and just be grateful for the journey, man. Like, it's so many times, and I'm sure at the course of your day, like, we can complain about something. But when we, like, actually stop and think about just how fortunate and grateful, like, especially living here in New York City, like, it's so easy. I could easily be one of the people that are panhandling out on these streets. Right. The ones yes. that are in the the, uh, the subway stations digging in a trash can mm-hmm. for coffee or, uh, you know, uh, throwing out food easily you know what i'm saying so it's just be grateful and just you know have a mindset for humility and you know that that's what i would say especially here right they always say what they say we one paycheck away from being homeless or uh, yeah it, you know if you living like that but the goal is if you got a little cushion but you know it, it's very hard it's very hard this is going to bring us to our main segment which is our southern sound off yep and we're giving our perspective on what's going on in the world. And so today, the Southern Sound Off is around New York City hustles. Yeah, that is. And just the whole mentality behind it. Like, you know, if you come to New York City, like, you learn real quick that you got to really hustle to thrive here. Just like we were saying just a minute ago with the G-Code segment. You know, it's very easy to be on the other side of things really quickly. So you have to learn how to hustle here because it's a fast moving place. It's very expensive. Mm. You got to diversify your bonds. You really do. Shit. I do all types of shit. Yeah. What, what's the meme that we seen is like you in New York, you got to have a day job. You got to have a nine to five. You got to survive on a little bit of fraud, a little bit of scam yeah, and a side yeah. hustle, mm-hmm. which is true. true. Shit. <laughs> it's true for sure. You definitely got to be a, a hustle mentality 
mentality and you know what i'm saying even if if you aren't you'll you'll learn and you You definitely will learn throw you in the water and you got to swim so we want to look at it from the perspective of this it's like a lot of people that have migrated here to new york city and that have made it big in their various industries and they were able to do that but it took a lot of hustle on their part and you know they had to sacrifice According to the Census Bureau of 2013 through 2017, American Community Survey uh, five-year estimates the median individual income in New York City is $50,825. But that's not a lot. That's crazy. Either way you look at it. Everybody got roommates. And if you had a family, can you imagine? Like That's why people got so many fucking jobs. Right. I see. And it's crazy because even now, like in a state like, all right, so we have the upcoming presidential elections um, coming up. So they talk about one of the issues was, okay, employment rate is gone up. But the thing about it is the rates, the the pay has not gone up, but everything else around us is increasing. So when we hear figures like this, you know, we know that if you're making less than $60,000 in the city, that don't go a long way. It really don't. It doesn't. I, I mean, you can barely feed one person. The cost of living is going up, but people are not even getting paid nothing still. And right. And the, and that's the thing. So the un- unemployment rate is down and looks like employment rates are up. But the, the problem is we're not making those dollars. It's not being increased. So it's like, how can we support our families? And yes, it is forcing us, especially here in New York City, you got to work additional hustles. And that was like one of the... Jamaican, girl. Child. That was one of the first things I learned. But whether you adapt to it quick enough is another thing. But it's one thing I learned and it's one thing I learned coming from college and coming from that ideology of, you know, go to college, get a good job, work for somebody, da 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 But coming here, it opened my mind to so much other stuff. It did really, like, show me, like, mm-hmm. a different dimension or just, like, a different level to it. Or it put me on to something different to where it made me think about entrepreneurship you on know, a different level. Also, New York kind of, like, broadens your mind state yeah. on a lot of things. For sure. There's a lot of immigrants here. Yeah. And they come here and they work several different jobs, you know, just to make ends meet come for here their from family. Nothing. Yeah, so you see that hustle, and then everybody got to pretty much have that same hustle unless you have family to stay with for free. Right. Anybody that's here where you start from nothing, you know, you got to commend them. And just even the people that live here and grew up here and had it hard knocks, like you commend them because this is not a, a easy really not place yeah, right. for a rose to grow from the concrete. Like, it's literally not. Like, it's extremely hard. I got, like, people, like, I date a lot of dudes, and the crazy thing is, well, I don't. It don't sound right. That don't sound right, y'all. But yeah, I'm just saying, her. like, the crazy thing is, I don't even judge a lot of these guys for living at home with their parents. Like, I meet dudes with good jobs, and they they live at home with their parents. I'm like, well, shit, I would too if I, I save that money I've, to buy a house. And New York is expensive. And I know a friend that did that, and so and it worked out for her, and she she was able to do just that. She saved her money. She was able to get a house, X, Y, Z. You know what? And I kind of, like I said, I used to be a little bit resentful, mm-hmm. like a New Yorker's 
that, you know, they could live at home. But shit, I get it. I get it. <laughs> get it how you live because you got to be smart about it. And if I had some family that I could live up here <laughs> with, right. I'd be living on the couch for as long as I could. Inherit your parents' homes in New York City. Buy them. And, and or, keep them. Or take keep legal them action family. to be able to get to, to hold them because that's what happens. Sure. They, they, you know, they're not owned by them and they're getting snatched and they you know people buying them up so mm-hmm. own your property man yeah a lot of us like you know people from out of new york you know we don't have the luxury to live with our parents so you know even like celebrities they come up here to try to make it too and they have hard luck life so they have yeah, to man. have multiple hustles as well yeah a lot of people that come here and search this stuff like for example holly berry like, you know, she is somebody that was from Cleveland, Ohio, you know, mm-hmm. a young black girl. You know, she came from a biracial background, stuff like that. And she came up here to pursue acting here in New York City, um, all the way from, you know, Cleveland. So mm-hmm. and for her. She had to do a whole bunch of hustles. She was a bartender. You know, she was a waitress and stuff like that. Um, before she actually starred in her first role, which was uh, Jungle Fever as the the junkie in Jungle Fever, mm. pretty much. That's crazy. You know, Spike, Spike Lee, Lee shout out. Yeah, man. Yeah. So she had to sacrifice. But look at her today. Like, you know what I'm saying? She was even homeless. Crazy. Like, Holly Berry. It's homeless. life. Shit. That's life. You know what I'm saying? That's New York Sometimes life, y'all. You gotta, <laughs> you gotta. And that's what it teaches you. Sometimes you struggle a little bit to get to your end result. But I like look at her now. Like she's got accolades. She's mm. won an Oscar. Like you know, she's one of the highest paid actresses of color in Hollywood. Yeah. She has so many accolades. She's done so many great bodies of work. So you know, she has that that sacrifice. It paid off for her. But you know what I'm saying? She understood and she locked on to that. And I feel like most like most of the time, sometimes we don't. I feel like especially now days because I feel like it's so much easier to throw in the towel a lot of times. We don't have that same driving force. So really like, these these new kids lazy. They ain't about to do all that shit. They don't well, I don't know. They do come to New York still. And they, they work several jobs. They they it's different because it's so many ways to make money now and you don't have to do some of those things that they did before. Yeah. You could actually you could make doodles. You could stay you in your city you and could make be money. A, you you could right. New York. You could be a graphic designer that mm-hmm. makes doodles, like the dude that drew um, uh, the doodle for, um, what was it? It was for Juneteenth for Google. And guess what? Google hired him yeah. for just sticking to his talents and his strengths and his hustles. So one thing that I will say that I've learned, like, one thing specifically is that New York helped me to think about a more entrepreneurial mindset and not always wanting to work for somebody else and you know gaining that confidence like I could do this for myself or why shouldn't I do this yeah. I'm gonna do this for myself because it only makes sense like you don't want to be working for somebody your whole you know life <laughs> like do you giving your talents away so we had like other people like you know we were talking about spike lee earlier man spike lee also helped out samuel jackson mm. he gave him his first shot too like samuel you know he went to morehouse college he's born to, in dc yeah i consider that the south i don't care what nobody say i still some cons- of the dc and maryland natives they may have a problem with you saying that tasha but and i don't uh, necessarily feel like they're southern anyway but whatever so he came up here from atlanta you know from you know, attending more house. Okay. And you know, he I'm pretty sure he worked several gigs 
you know, until he got the uh, Spike Lee gig. So he did big things too. Yeah. So shit. Yeah. And even, I know we didn't really discuss him, but even like Morgan Freeman, they mm. talk about, I mean, I don't know if he came up here to New York to hustle, but I'm just simply saying that I don't think that he made it big until he was a certain age. I think he was already like 40 when mm. he made it big. That man, shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, he he been, was, how old is this man now? He like 70. That man, plus. shit. Like he but, been, you know he been 70 for years, girl. But it's all about your, your hustle and it's all about your drive. Always. I mean, that's always going to be the differentiating factor. Like, and like that's always the common denominator. Hustle even after a certain age, keep hustling. Yeah, man. I mean, it, I mean, you see it. Even like it's funny because people that make money, you notice, or people that are well off, they don't just sit around and just be like, "Oh, well, I got money." They typically want more money. They're mm. typically signing off for more deals. There's they're yeah. typically looking for more business ventures it to is. invest their money in. Like they don't stop. You know what? And then speaking of age, you know most comedians, a lot of comedians come to New York. You know, because New York is like the yeah, mecca of comedy. As well as L.A. A lot of them don't make it. Well, black comedians especially don't make it until they get forty. Mm. Like it's crazy. Comedians in general until they get like of age and then they blow on up like yeah. if you look at all the black comedian ladies now like they didn't really blow up until they hit about 40 yeah uh, you gotta because it's um, like you gotta put in that grind but it's crazy because the landscape today looks so different you got comedians that are creating content on oh, social I, media now yes. and now they got Three million, two million followers. And they, they don't going have, on tours. And guess and what? Shit. They don't have to do it that traditional way no more. And they making money mm. every every night that they go into a show and they packing it out. They making money because the landscape has changed. So you got to adapt, and it's not it's not that way no more. Like even artists, like you know, like J Cole, right? And like his his whole story. Yeah, like J. Cole, dude, he was out of... J. Cole's from North Carolina. Shout out to North Carolina. Yeah. Is he from Fayetteville? I yes. think he's from Fayetteville. I, I, I think he's my cousin because I used to live in Fayetteville, North Carolina. Shout out to North he Carolina. He is from Fayetteville. Yeah, I used to live there too. And you know what's so beautiful about J. Cole is because he's a hybrid just like us. He came here, he attended St. John University, which is a great university a great institution he graduated magnum cum laude you know what i'm saying he did his thing got his undergraduate degree and he was able to actually you know pursue his rap career his, his music career and he was actually able to make it and and that whole story is just like incredible like he was saying how you know originally he just wanted to produce for jay-z so he was a college student and he stood outside of jay-z's studio and he delivered the tape and and jay-z basically was like get this trash basically out of here <laughs> so like he cur jay-z curved his ass and then years later you know, once he graduated, he started doing shows and shit. And his homeboy had a like a plug to Jay-Z for a meeting. And then he quit his job right then on the spot. Mm. And then three weeks later, he was Jay-Z's first artist signed to his label. Took that leap of faith, you know, because he knew what he possessed. Dope. And I, what I'm going to say about J. Cole and what I still like and what I still love and respect about him, he's doing his shit on his own terms. 
right now, he not even, like, he's a huge artist, but he's not one of those people. He's like Kendrick Lamar in a sense mm-hmm. where, you know, they keep their mystique about them. He's off living his best life. He got a whole wife. They had a whole son, a whole. He got a baby. He, they had a whole baby. Lord Jesus. They had a whole baby they dog. They hiding their babies <laughs> from the world, just like uh, they Drake. Had a, they had a whole baby dog. But, um, he, you know, he's married, and he met his wife here in Brooklyn. She's from Brooklyn, oh, actually. Wow. But, yeah, I think they, they actually went to St. John's together. But um, His you know, hair got to go, though. <laughs> but that's what I'm saying. That's what I love about him. He's doing it on his own terms and however that looks like. And it's funny because when he came out, he was all clean cut. He had like a Caesar or a fade or whatever. He was he that. He like a Brooklyn person, though. He was that whole, you know, stereotypical, like clean cut. And now, like, now he just like, I don't care. I'm going to do me. He got her He got ass. the free form locks. He like. I'm about to be Bob Marley at his hip hop shit. Dressing, what? He don't give a fuck with what he wearing. Exactly. But his bank account is nice, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. So, you know what I'm saying? And he's creating right now. I know that they have the Dreamville, uh, the Dreamville project that's getting ready to come out. Um, you know, just collaboration of the whole Dreamville, like, coalition that he got going on. So, yeah, it's dope that he's doing it on his own terms. But even aside from, okay, so we named a, a few people that moved up to New York City and, you know, that was on their hustles and they got picked up or they struck it big. But uh, you know what? Even talking about that, let's highlight some Southern hustlers that are well-known and that maybe they didn't come to New York, but they were still doing their thing. Yeah, you shouted out Master P earlier. That, yeah. And, I fuck with him. Yeah, the long way. Like, and like Yeah, like, you know, we all know Master P's story. What is his story? His story about selling CDs in the trunk. And right. Having multiple hustles on the fucking side. He was the first, like, they were the first dynasty, like, no limit. You know, people talk about cash money and, you know, maybe even slip and slide, like, out mm. of the South. But, like, Master P and, like, whole no you limit. that shit. Like, yo, from Silk to Shocker. It ain't my fault. See Murder, Mystical. Uh, they had Mia X, they had Kane and Abel, they, I mean, they had Magic, they had so many people yeah, at that time. And then they, like, really opened the doors, I feel like, personally, for, like, Southern, Southern people to create uh, opportunities for other people. For sure. Like, like, look at Atlanta right now, back in the day, it was, like, New York. You know, many artists used to come to New York to try to get exposure, you know, try to get signed. Even actors came to New York. We talked about Spike Lee earlier. Now, Georgia is a big thing. Mm-hmm. Like, Atlanta is a big thing. Georgia right. in general. Like, Georgia is one of the top markets for movies in film because mm-hmm. it's cheaper. Yeah. Like, you know, even Tyler Perry built his studios. Like, he doing big things. So, I just feel like, you know, Master P kind of helped out, you know, the artists, you know. Helped For out sure. the South. And, and he, you know what? And even to his credit, Master P was one of the first hip-hop artists and the first companies that owned their masters. Mm. He owned his masters when it was sold like nobody else knew. He, um, I think he contacted Michael Jackson's lawyer and he found out how to do it. Oh, wow. He, See, like, he's a smart he, man. He's I been ahead of his time. For, you know, first to have his own master. So he's always been of that entrepreneurial mindset. And that's just one of those things that tell you that it doesn't matter where you come from. You could be piss poor. You could come from 
uh, the sticks of Alabama. Like, you could come from anywhere and come from nothing. It just only matters about your mindset. Mm. And, um, you know, they proved it because he came from, what, Fifth Ward and New Orleans. Like, you know, mm. so mm. that. And uh, you talking about Jay Prince. Jay Prince yeah. out of Houston. He has Sir Rap-A-Lot record and he's a music executive. He's A&R, he's a manor, he's been a manager, he's an investor, and he's been a part of a lot of the music, uh, the music going on like in the South specifically uh, with a lot of acts. And when you hear about mob ties, when you hear about like acts like Drake or you hear about acts like uh, YBN Almighty J or even um, the Double XL freshman Osiris. Like, these are all acts know. that Jay Prince is affiliated with, but he's been in the game for a long time, like a mm-hmm. long time. And he's been like holding weight. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Like, he make a call and make stuff happen for a long time. So, you know, we've had Southern hustlers just like there are hustlers that migrate here mm-hmm. and that are hustlers that are from here. Mm-hmm. One of the biggest hustlers that we didn't even mention when it came for, to up north hustlers because we were talking about the transients but jay-z yeah jay-z dope one of the biggest hustlers yeah that man still be hustling shit he got that new york mentality shit mm. that nigga just right right from the stop from bedford stuyvesant grew up in marcy projects you know what i'm saying like it's like a low probability that you're gonna be anything in life coming from places like that but guess what today 2019 forbes list He's the first hip hop artist to be valued at a billion dollars. Yeah, I think that's dope. You know, we mentioned all these artists and entertainers, and I just feel like me personally, I'm about to be a part of their asses as well in right. the future. Um, because I have a similar hustle stories about you know me coming to New York, like I said, with one suitcase and a dream. Right. And I work several different jobs too, from retail to all these different right. tech I- jobs. I've been, you know. I've definitely done, you know what I'm saying? Like, not everything in New York City has been glamorous, for Mm -hmm. sure. You know, I've had to roll up my sleeves. You got to work. Like, nobody's going to give you nothing for free. It's expensive. Like, you got to pull your own weight. But, yeah, what I have learned, too, um, just, like, going to our own personal experiences, I've done everything from retail. I've done everything from B2B sales. Um, you know, I've, we've talked about this before, like, uh, public relations, been in entertainment. So it's just like, expose yourself to as much as possible. But when you're talking about hustle, what I've learned here, like really develop and cultivate a hustle that is going to stick to your strengths. Right. Shit. Whatever that is. Dead ass. Like I'm currently like, I got a little side company. Check it out. Purple Hill Group. Mm. It's named after my uh, grandma that passed. But, you know, I'm just like, you know, I got all these talents, this degree. I was like, you know what? Let me help out with marketing or public right. relations for people. and get right. That's my little side, little money on the side. Yeah. And I have A-Hill Brand Management where I'm just kind of doing some consulting on the side, serving as like a brand consultant for people and things like that. But it's all about like finding your strengths. And I feel like when you're in places like this that force you to do it like mm-hmm. you like you have to look inside yourself and figure it out because right. nothing it's no handout and like we were saying at the beginning of this you know this topic it's like people are making people are not making as much as they were anymore like since 
I want to say probably since the downturn back in 2008, 2009. It's just been different. It's it's altered everything. So it's just about being of that entrepreneurial mindset and then seeking out to do things that you're already good at and your line of talents and just kind of creating a hustle around that because you got to. <laughs> That's yeah. where it is. And that's going to bring us to our grits pick of the week. All right. So our grits pick of the week, which is where we're giving our nod to our girl or guy raised in the South. So this week we're going to nominate actually little Nas X who has been having a crazy year already yeah. with uh, Old Town Road, his track. I mean, it's, it's fast. Like that. That's my shit. Fast on its way to becoming diamond status. It's not, yes. di- not diamond status just yet, but fast on its way. I'm going to nominate this Atlanta native. You know what? I think he may be my cousin too because we got the same last name. It's Hill. Mm. So we got the same surname. So what's up? You know, little Nas X. But um, I'm I'm giving him the nod this week because I just appreciate this man's boldness and his his courage to just be in whatever truth he wants to be in. Um, recently, you know, following uh the pa- uh the passing of um World Pride mm-hmm. Month, World Pride Day, where they were having big celebrations all around the world. Um, he came out. Or he said a message on social media to where, like, he was coming out. And so I I believe he's come out. But you know what? He's did it in his own authentic way. Mm-hmm. It's like he's had humor about it. But you know what? I can respect him because he's living in his truth, man. Like, yeah. I, you can't even hate on somebody that's just, like, living in their truth, not taking themselves too seriously, not taking the situation too seriously. Shit, and finding people the trying humor. his ass, though. They are. Shit. But I like him because he a G, and he's finding the humor in it. He's like, I'm going I'm to have some fun with it. And I dig that. So and he's 20, so. Oh, he a baby. Right. Like, he's literally a baby. He's 20 years old. He seems like he has a good head on his shoulders, uh, a good disposition. He's not taking it too seriously. I'm sure he's probably getting some crazy stuff online, but. He's probably getting his, uh, people probably shooting their shot with his ass. Yeah, he probably getting more people shoot their shot than, than, than what we know. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because he's being authentic, man. And it's a, pe- a lot of people in the industry that's probably not. But yeah. All right. All right. That was a little shady. <laughs> <laughs> so um, now we're going to bring us to bless your heart. So uh, this week, I'm going to bless my heart to all the people hating on Beyonce. Because uh, starting tomorrow, July 18th, um, is the uh, premiere of The Lion King. So all these people that's been hating on her accent saying, oh, she's too country to play Nala no. and shit. What's it, Nala? Who the fuck is she? Nala? Nala. What the fuck she what? is? Well, whatever. Uh, they've been up there talking about her accent and shit. They need to shut up and this. let's just watch this and see if she does well. Interestingly enough, weren't they talking about on social media how Texas had the sexiest accents of all the cities? Nope. Yeah, I guess. I guess. But you know what? Why are you always talking about fucking Texas? Anyway, we were talking about Beyonce and just her accent. But hopefully, you know, she does a great job. I support her, even though she's not that great of an actress. You know, I love my, my eyes, city. I got to stay repping. I love you know, Beyonce, too. Hopefully, she's too. great at, you know, acting in this character. Because she's not great at actually acting well, she's, in her own. She, we're just going to hear her voice. So it's not the same. It shouldn't be that damn hard. It, sh- it shouldn't she, be. She got culture. She got money to have coaching and shit. Beyonce and G, she got it. You know, she going to hold it down. Mm. 
hold it down. So that's going to bring us to our end. And that's for our thought of the day. We're going to leave it off on a positive note, you know, so the haters can get that taste out their mouth about Beyonce. Uh, But today's thought is going to be sometimes we should express our gratitude for the small and simple things like the scent of rain, the taste of your favorite foods or the sound of a loved one's voice. So that kind of goes to our G code where it's just talking about being grateful. Yeah. So just remember to have gratitude for those small things because as easily as we take it for granted is as easily like as it could be gone yeah life you know? is short very so on that note thank you for tuning in to the latest episode of grits in the city podcast check us out next week for all brand new episode as we'll definitely be keeping this spicy and if you haven't done so already subscribe to the pod on itunes spotify soundcloud you can even check us out on youtube and other streaming platforms And be sure to visit us at www.gritsandthecitypodcast.com. Join our mailing list on facebook.com. And hey, don't forget to tell your friends and family. All right. right, Peace, y'all.